Turn out the lights, boys and girls. It's that time of the week again for WPOV Global. I'm your host, the legend TJ Logan, and with me, the man with the most, and by most I mean alcohol in his system, I'm talking about the gentleman, Elio Canella. Elio! Yes, sir. My near-pickled co-host, how are you? (laughs) I'm doing great. How are you? You know what I love about you the most, Elio, is you're not a mean drunk. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) <laughs> Which is good for a man perpetually drunk. It's good not to be a mean drunk. How was your week, Elio? Uh, my week was my week's been great. My week, uh, you know what, folks, I, and I'm sure Elio is going to attest to this. This week we watched wrestling, but we're mm-hmm. preparing for an onslaught, a virtual onslaught of wrestling in the coming weeks. Yes. Um, at one time, you know, if you notice, we stopped uh, watching ROH because we just felt that it just, you know, it was it repetitive. Kind of, and kind of dying out, and not a lot going on. And we totally dropped yep. Impact because it was absolute crap. And for a while, <laughs> still is. for a while, for a while, we were smiling because that means it took three hours of somewhat wasted time off our plate. Mm-hmm. And that meant all we had to do was watch, you know, the who knows how much New Japan anywhere from like you know four to twelve hours a week plus. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun. But at least that one's fun. You know, yeah. we had we had one hour of NXT UK. We had an hour of MLW and. You know what? It seemed like that was pretty good. You know, we, we felt good when we got that. You know, maybe the occasional pay-per-view. But now, now we're going to be covering AEW, folks. That's right. Our oh next boy. episode today, as you're hearing this, if you tune in next week at the same time that this comes out, well, we're not going to be there because we're recording that night. We are moving our recording nights one night over so we it's can fair. watch we can watch the AEW show and talk mm-hmm. about it fresh right after. Me and Elio will be on the mic talking about it, taking it apart, seeing if it's worth the hype. And uh, that wow, that added a, right there, boom, two more hours of wrestling. And, and you know what? <laughs> oh, Not only that, but now, and, and God help us, God help us here, we talked about uh, Anthem <laughs> buying Access TV next, mm-hmm. uh, in, a, in a week from Tuesday, I believe. Um, well, I guess, you know, who knows what day you see this, but coming up in the next week or two, uh, they're moving Impact over to Tuesday nights. And it'll be carried on a bigger network, and which means we might have to take a look at it if it starts doing well. I'm sorry, did you say Tuesday nights? I, I said that Impact is now going to be shown on Tuesday nights. Yeah, okay, that's what I was asking. Yeah, and, and, and the wow. question, here's the thing is, we might have to start looking at it because if they actually start to make changes for their new network, they do have okay. a chance. There's some. There are some good wrestlers mm-hmm. on uh, Impact. I mean, there's absolute shit wrestlers too, like Callahan, Ov, Tommy Dreamer, Rob. I can't believe he's still not dead yet either. Van Dam. <laughs> I mean, these guys are—they've got the oldest, crappiest wrestlers around. I mean, Rhino. Come on, man. When has Rhino been like relevant <laughs> in how long? I can't believe he's still around. And you know what? So we got that. Um, makes you wonder. Uh, 
Rumor has it that Anthem has also been trying to buy ROH Wrestling. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, what is going on? <laughs> um, I guess the dream thing there is, and this might work, what if they did buy them and then just mix the two rosters together? Think of how strong of a show that would be. I mean, Impact oh, has some good man. stuff. Throwing in some other great ROH wrestlers, you know the potential there is pretty good. You know if they, if they did a crossover, if they if they uh, did that and there, there was like a huge crossover there with uh, mm-hmm. both rosters, I'd tune in just to see like some fresh matches. Yeah, you know it would be also kind of cool if they did some kind of invasion angle where they yeah. wouldn't even tell you who wins. Maybe they just all get absorbed together. It'd be, it, it's going to be yes. It's something we're going to keep our eye on, folks. Um, uh, you know when we also have the fact that. Um, MLW is getting bigger and bigger every week. I mean, they're coming up with their first actual pay-per-view. You know, so, be, so go ahead. Oh, okay. I think it will be. It'll be just like any other uh, pay-per-view. We'll be able to see it. It won't be a YouTube thing. This will be uh, an actual on November second. Will be their very first, and they're planning oh, to do more down the road okay. uh, pay-per-view. Looking forward to that. And already signed the. They've signed already the main event. Do you know what it is? Uh, what is it? Uh, L.A. Park, or sorry, Los Angeles Park, will be cashing yep. in his golden ticket and taking a shot at Fatu. Oh, okay. Now, how's that for an interesting match? Uh, promotion, well, I can never say it properly. Promociones Dorado. Oh, that's right. On uh, tonight's episode, uh, Selena was uh, talking about something, which we'll bring up uh, when we get to that part. Well, I'm sure glad you're not being vague about it. Um <laughs> <laughs> So you know what, folks? We have the potential for a lot of wrestling coming up, mm-hmm. more so than we've seen. And hopefully, good direct competition, maybe that will force some of these people to up the game even more. Okay. And the winners here is us, okay? The wrestling fans, mm-hmm. the wrestling community, the wrestlers themselves. More wrestling, more shows means more business, which means more of everything. Now, that what does that mean for us? Well, we're going to change our show... We're going to have a bit of a format change. We definitely will be still covering New Japan when their shows come on. We'll be doing the weekly look at NXT UK and MLW, but we'll also be adding a very large section for AEW, which we're going to be taking apart for a while to see how this goes. I mean, if this becomes a runaway hit, we'll be covering it quite for a while, but if it crashes and dies, it might be a blip in the thing. So, But we're going to give AEW a chance. And I've talked to the guys over at WPOV Wrestling. Now, they will be covering uh, NXT. Yep. We'll be covering AEW, and they're going head-to-head. And what we and Elio are going to do is we are making this commitment now. We're going to watch the AEW show mm-hmm. fresh off the thing. We're going to get on the thi- on the, on the uh, recording devices. We're going to talk about it, and we're going to be brutally honest about the show and what we see. And we're going to rate it, a brutal, honest rating. Okay. Then... The NX, the guys over at uh, Wrestling PO, Wrestling POV are going to do the same for NXT, mm-hmm. and we're going to have sort of we're going to do this on faith because the fact here, fans, is we have nothing to to gain here by saying one show is better than the other. We're gonna we're gonna take the fact that Tony and Mimi and Rick are uh, are very competent and very uh, astute at watching wrestling, and they're going to give it their best rendition of what they see and we're going to give our best rendition of what we see and together we're going to collaborate and kind of see which is the better show we're going to talk about it nobody's the winner here except the companies themselves this isn't a competition between wrestling pov and wrestling pov global this is a collaboration because we're all curious too we want this to work out but we also know it might not (laughs) yep now before we get into our our poll i believe elio 
you have the news this week. You have a bunch of news for us. I to talk do about. have a bunch of news, and uh, it is all to do with our new promotion, AEW, which makes their debut on October 2nd. And they won't only be airing on Wednesday, but they're also getting a replay on a Saturdays, Saturday mornings at 10 well, a.m. That's a good way to bring in kids, for sure. And they, <laughs> they, they also have three networks. They're going to be airing on uh, TNT, TBS, and True TV. They really are going to be, that's for sure, or is that what they're just threatening? Oh, uh, that's just, um... Rumor? That's, uh... I'm not exactly sure about that one, but there are also plans to, like, have a studio show much like Talking Smack. So they're making a lot of big plans, and they haven't even had their debut show yet. So well, they're setting themselves up for some great failure or some great success. I mean, you haven't had your debut show yet. You don't know what the... What the fans are going to think of your product. And you're already making all these plans. Oh, we're going to go three hours. We're going to have a studio show. Just like... That's going to be like a talk show. <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> I really have no idea what, what to say about yeah, they're these really, guys. Well, you know what? We're going to get on to our hot topic after the poll. And our, our hot topic actually this week is, is going to be a bit about what you're talking about. And, and some of these kind of feelings and stuff, okay? But let's okay. take a look at uh, this week's poll. All right. Now this. Okay, the poll. Now this week's in our poll. What we wanted to talk about was we've been following and tracking MLW, which has become one of our favorite shows because it's just darn fun, and it seems like it's really growing and really yep. becoming. Well, it's becoming a presence, and we were curious if people thought. Well, oh, excuse me. That's what I get for trying to drink pop while I, I talk. Not alcohol, Elio. Pop. Okay. <laughs> now, <laughs> our. Are you sure there's nothing in that? Nothing but pop? dietary... Well, no, there's nothing in there. All right. This week's uh, question was, can MLW, if given a national platform, become one of the top three promotions? Okay. Now, surprisingly, everyone mm-hmm. is a little tight-lipped this week. People had uh, replies, but there were no comments. But, Elio, first of all, do you think if they were given a uh, national uh, platform that MLW could run with the big boys. Okay, I've had a week to uh, think about this. Uh, I'm going to say yes because MLW... Okay, let's take Forrest Gump sitting on that park bench with that box of chocolate. That's MLW. You never know what you're going to get with this company. One week it might be good. Another week it might be uh, not good. But either way, I think it's a fun, interesting uh, watch. And it's an easy watch because it's like an hour. And sometimes quantity is uh, better than quality. <laughs> I mean, quality is better than quantity. We're not talking quantity. about your alcohol diets here. Sometimes, sometimes, uh, <laughs> sometimes quantity is not okay. the best. I mean, look at WB with their long shows, well, you know, three-hour shows. MLW is one hour, and I'll take like, the one hour Well, let's face one hours. thing here, though, Elio. If they became on a, a national platform, they'd, of course, probably go to two hours. Could you handle two hours of MLW a week? I'm sure I could. I'm sure it'd be a lot more, a lot better than uh, some weeks uh, that I've been watching uh, Raw now, and SmackDown. You know what? I'm going to answer this with a question. I'm going to answer with a yes, Okay. If given the chance, it could. And I want to explain something that maybe never really occurred to people right here. But, you know, people who say they're looking for the alternative to the WWE, and and AEW is saying that's what they're going to be. They're going to be more adult. They're going to be hard-hitting. They're going to be more, you know, all these kind of things. And it's sort of funny because that's already what MLW is. The only Wait, did you say say more adult? 
Impact Impact Wrestling was trying to be more edgy right now. They're yeah, but their edgy was cartoonish and and buffoonery at its worst. <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> um, but but I mean, think about it. Yeah, MLW kind of already gives us the alternative to AEW or to to WWE. I mean. They have this incredible mix of luchador wrestlers that have seemed to have acclimatized themselves better in the North American uh, wrestling audience. They bring in uh, big names. They bring in new, fresh talent. I I, I think that uh, I almost wonder if AEW just linked up with MLW to begin with. They could have knocked it out of the park and probably been the super real, you know, guaranteed thing. Um, we could have seen some real interesting matches. Then. So I'm going to say yes now. Surprisingly, fifty-six percent of you said they didn't see it happening. Okay. Oh, okay. And that just proves that fifty-six percent of you are morons. But um, no, I'm just now. I'm just going to take this to the fact is maybe not enough people are watching MLW right now. It's one of the things you know. People who ask me about wrestling, what do I watch? Uh, I always encourage them to watch MLW before any other show because it's a short hour of fun. You know, it's fun. Um, but yeah, you know what? Uh, interesting comment. Now we're going to have a poll next week and next for next week, this, the poll for next week is actually going to come out of what we're going to talk about now in our hot topic. Okay. The hot, the hot topic this week's deals with Kenny Omega. Now I know you all know where I'm going with this. Kenny Omega did an interview where somebody asked him about the NXT crew and going up against them. And he pretty much dismissed them as jobbers and curtain pullers and said that and said that none of them could run with him that you know that they were all just lower card dudes and you know he now it's sort of funny a lot of this really took a life of its own instead of just being a comment as you might think from one wrestler talking smack about others this thing went everywhere and lots of people took umbrage to it a lot of people were not happy a lot of people well, they were pretty upset at Kenny Omega. And then there were other people who said, well, you know, he's a heel and he's playing the heel thing. And the thing is, this just didn't die quickly. This went really big. And uh, I want to ask you, Elio, when you read those comments, did it offend you? As a wrestling fan, as an NXT fan, did you think that what he said was fair or was it out of line? No, I don't, I don't think the NXT uh, guys are jobbers at all. I, I think they're... Uh... There's like a lot of talent in NXT, and I find NXT to be enjoyable. Like I've I've watched uh, quite a few episodes of NXT, and I really enjoyed the product and the in ring. Okay. Work. Now, I, I, another question that I have stemming out of this is: Do you nobody's? Yeah. But what do you think? How do you feel? <sighs> so that's where it's where it's hard to say. It's hard to say whether he was in character or whether it was a. Uh, it was real. Um, either way, I'm gonna say it wasn't the smartest thing to say because, like, uh, with the, fan, the way fans are today, hearing him uh, say something like that about NXT guys, which like turned them off of uh, AEW. Mm-hmm. That's another question we're gonna get into now, folks. I gotta tell you, when I saw the when I read the Kenny Omega things, now I know Kenny Omega. I, I've met him many times. I've interviewed him. Um, yep. I, I kind of had a good feeling for who the guy is backstage. You know, I've dealt with him before. Um, I seriously, I, when I read this, I laughed because I didn't think it would be taken so seriously. I didn't think it would take a life of its own. I didn't think people would get all butthurt off it. Kenny Omega. <laughs> Kenny Omega is yeah, playing. Yeah, but this is the internet wrestling community we're talking about. They get butthurt over everything. That is true. Um, I thought he was just playing the heel. 
you know, drumming up some, you know, obviously NXT's the competition, obviously throwing out a few jabs out to the other side. I took it as more of a, a laugh, but you know what? A lot of people didn't. Um, now, first of all, in my opinion, I think that Kenny went in there as a heel, as the heel character. Kenny Omega. I don't think he really, you know, I mean, half the guys on NXT, he wrestled with these guys, you know, Adam Cole was in Bullet Club, for God's sakes, with him at the same time. He was you in know? the WWE for a cup of tea himself. Well, in developmental. Yeah, in developmental. developmental. And he let, he actually quit and asked for his release. He never was fired or let go. I went with tea instead of coffee. Yeah, we <laughs> had tea with one sugar cube, not two. But, uh, <laughs> here's the thing. Um, Man, internet wrestling fan. The the fans in wrestling today are almost ridiculous. You know, <laughs> when I was younger, I used to think this stuff was awesome. This stuff yep. is what you know. Hearing something like this would be like, yeah, it makes me want to see. Um, well, it makes me want to see uh, Kenny go in there and actually fight, and uh, it makes me want to look at AEW more. But it seems like today's fans, yeah, they're not having any of that, buddy. Man, they uh, a lot of people are now saying they're not going to give uh, AEW even a chance, that uh, he pretty much blew it for them. And, wow, for me, that just is uh, kind of sad. And kinda when, I, when, when my brothers and I were growing up, uh, my brothers aren't the, weren't the biggest fans, but they said uh, they found it more exciting uh, listening to the guys talk about what they were going to do when they get in the ring than the actual <laughs> matches. It's like hearing the promos were more exciting to them than the actual matches. So now we talked about this and, and you see it a certain way, the way you see it, does, does Kenny Omega's attitude, this kind of thing, does it turn you off from wanting to look at the AEW product? If you were just a casual fan, you yourself, if I was a casual fan, um, you know what, um, like this, uh, comments. So to me it would be, uh, whenever like it wouldn't turn me off, I'd still check out AEW to see how the, what the product would be like and how they operate things. So I say no, it uh, it wouldn't turn me away. I'd still check it out. Okay, okay, fair enough. Now you know what? Um, like we said, the internet has been a buzz about this for the last week, and I don't know. Did you catch the latest uh, being elite where Kenny addressed the issue? Uh, no, I didn't. It, it was it was pretty humorous. It was pretty Kenny Omega. I mean, he came out. He said, "I apologize. I didn't mean to hurt anyone's <laughs> feelings." Blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> then. Then they said cut, and then they said okay. He's like, "Is done." And he goes, "They're like, yeah." And he goes, "Oh, good. Maybe those internet those internet idiots will finally. Uh, maybe that'll keep them from being so wah wah." You know, like uh, he went on to say, "You know, don't these idiots realize that I'm like the you know the top wrestler?" Blah 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 blah. You know, that's just it. Uh, fans, uh, they they don't care about that. This is the IWC. They complain about everything. Well, it was sort of funny, too, because he took a shot at Donovan Dijak. He's like, yeah, there was this guy, uh, Donovan, uh, something with the last name. Dijakovic. He goes, oh, Donovan. So Donovan Dickhead is sitting at home uh, typing on his computer thinking, oh, I'm finally going to get on uh, NXT now because I, I, I stood up for the team and Triple H is going to have to put me on TV now. And it was, it was pretty funny. Um, but here's the thing, too. As I'm watching it and I'm getting the humor out of it, I'm wondering how many other people are not getting the humor out of it and how many people are like thinking this just cements in how much of a jerk he is. Like, ah, I, I see now, see now to me, I'm, I'm not like, I'm not like part of that IWC. Like, uh, if I were to watch it, I just watch him 
be like have a laugh because it would it'd be funny like the way he addresses it. Yeah, because I mean, here's the thing: he's obviously the show is produced by him and his his friends. So it's not like somebody left the camera on and he didn't know and he let out the truth behind and was exposed. This was poking fun at that. This was obviously poking fun. And once again, lots of people uh, didn't take it, uh, didn't take it very well at all. Yeah. And that, now, that's why that's why I'd say, like, I don't think it was like, this. it might not have been the smartest thing to do with the, these guys because they get all like, they get all upset and oh, now that's it. They're not going to watch the AEW like, okay, I'm still going to watch it, so it doesn't matter, like, what other fans, if they don't want to watch it, uh, change the channel. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, you know what? Um, what I want to know, fans, is this. Okay, this is what our poll is going to be for the next week. Um, mm-hmm. Because I'm just curious. I'm only curious right now about you fans, the fans that listen to WPOV and WPOV Global, who... Mm-hmm. Listen to us and and listen to our our opinions and want to express yours. I want to know from you fans, did the things that Kenny Omega say, in the end, did it make you want to watch AEW more or did it turn you off from the product? Because I've been hearing this from all different communities. I'm curious of what you, the fans, think. So please write us in. You can find... Elio, they can find us on Facebook... That's where our poll is at, at Wrestling POV Podcast. All right, and uh, and I this is uh this is uh the way you uh, want this is the way you want to pull. Did Kenny Omega's comments make you want to watch AEW more or turn off the product or turn you off from the product? Turn or turn you off of the product? Okay. Okay, so fans, I want to know what the POV fans think. What WPOV fans? What do you think? Did you find it humorous? Did you think this was sickening? I've heard the whole the whole <laughs> spectrum from fans in all different groups talking about this. I'm curious of what you fans think, all right? Now, uh, let's get off our hot topic for the week and take a look at New Japan Wrestling. Now, New Japan, we finally got to the end of the of destruction. Okay? Oh, there's no more destruction. Now, now it's time to repair everything. And finally, yeah, <laughs> finally... <laughs> Uh, we're going to talk quickly, very quickly, about three little matches, and then we're going to give our highlight and, and, and high point and low point. Uh, the first, okay. the, the, the things that stand out that need to be discussed, first of all, there was a, an incident uh, involving Suzuki Goon were coming out with Minoru Suzuki, Zack Sabre mm-hmm. Jr., Duki, and Kananarbo Kanan were coming out. And uh, as Suzuki's coming out, now he's been kind of taking shots at and going after uh, Jason Liger. He unmasked him uh, <laughs> yep. last, you know, last week. As he's coming out, Liger comes out and jumps him from behind and starts beating the living snot out of Suzuki. And that's uh, why I didn't even—I didn't know if the match even started. It, it didn't. Like, the, ma- the match oh, never it actually. Okay. It yeah, never the match did. never okay. actually. They never got to the ring and never. They never rang the bell officially. There was no, it was okay. no contest. Uh, so all of um, all of uh, Lucian uh, Juice and Thunder Liger's men come running out. His tag team, right? You know, including uh, who was in there? Tanahashi, Tiger Mask, and. Uh, for the life of maybe it's Tonohari. But anyways, they all come out and uh, they're they're all fighting and and meanwhile he's going to town on Suzuki. Suzuki turns around, all of Suzuki's guys get in, they they beat down Liger, and uh they go to take a chair and hit Liger. He hits Liger, Liger gets up, cracks Suzuki with the chair, and then rips his mask off. And underneath his mask, his face is painted like the Joker, man. It looks scary as crap. 
he goes insane crazy, grabs like the spike from ringside, tries to <laughs> ram it through Suzuki's head. Suzuki ducks, it goes through a table. I've and never seen I never seen Suzuki run the way I saw him run that night. Like, I have never seen Suzuki scared. <laughs> he, he definitely knew he was going to get his ass kicked. Uh, he runs off into the crowd. All chaos is out. And you know what? We talked about this. It's obviously headed to a Suzuki versus uh, Liger. Now the fan. Okay, the, it, it was sorry. It was Tanahashi Liger. Uh, Tiger Mask and Rocky Romero. Rocky Romero. Sorry, Rocky. I shouldn't have said Tanahamari. Now, here's the interesting part. Um, I don't, you know, we've been watching New Japan. I've only been watching Japan for three years now. So I didn't know the long history of this. But apparently, only the last time this has happened, anything like this, uh, Suzu, or not, uh, Liger did this character in an enraged thing when uh, the great Muda in the 90s ripped his mask off. Yeah, and he uh, went insane. Four, four, four times, I believe I heard. I, don't, I might be mistaken, but I thought I heard four times that he's done this. But it, uh, it, uh, it's crazy to see, and I'm excited. And Suzuki was scared. <laughs> he was. I was like, I've never seen him run like that. <laughs> now, the second match I want to talk about really quickly that happened on the card was uh, Shingo taking mm-hmm. on uh, Hiroyuki Goto, and uh, talk about. This was an awesome, hard-hitting match. So much so, Goto got the win. So much so that I'm nominating it into our matches of the year. Okay. And how do you, how do you think? You saw it too. Did you think this is uh, uh This was a pretty good match. This was a hard-hitting. I like. I had always heard of strong style because of Shinsuke Nakamura. I've never actually seen like strong style. So this was a pretty good match, especially when they were like nailing each other with the clotheslines, and neither one would go down. It was brutal, fans, but it was <laughs> exciting and it was fun. Now, the last part of the the last thing, of course, we have to address is uh, Tetsuya Naito losing the IWGP Intercontinental Title to Jay White. We called it. Yeah, we called it. We knew it was going to happen. Jay White playing the mind games like crazy uh, uses Jado uh, or Gato Gato so much. Sorry, man, all over the place here. Saying used Gato so much to actually. Um, interfere constantly in this match but jay white does in fact win the belt um now looking over this would did you have a a high point and a low point on the njpw shows just the show okay um for me um there wasn't really any uh low points uh per se the high point for me was the jushin liger segment like that was just i like i said i never seen the suzuki run <laughs> he did that, that. That guy was scared for his life. <laughs> I, I think the low point for me, uh, you know, we called it, but Jay White winning the belt was, well, it was disappointing to say the least, you know? Yeah, but Ted Sonido, we already said Ted Sonido doesn't care about championships. He doesn't, but then he'd been bragging the last little while that he was going to go for it, try and be a, a double champion. So, <laughs> yeah. Now Jay White. That that's confusing. Like yeah. you, someone doesn't care about championships, but he wants to be a double champion. I'm not sure how that works. Now Jay White is saying he's going to be the double champion. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. Now, uh the high point, I'm gonna have to say it was also just watching um Liger take that spike and try and hit uh Suzuki. That was crazy. That was really you don't see guys ambushing people before matches i had i had only seen that video i had only seen that video like on uh, facebook i believe so they posted somewhere on facebook 
mm-hmm. but to actually see it on the event itself. Wow. It was crazy. So, you know what, uh, fans? We're reaching the end of our ne- our first uh, part here. We're going to take a little bit of a break. When we come back, we're going to talk a bit about NXT UK. We're going to talk about MLW. And we also have a special interview. That's right, folks. I got a chance. It's going to be 12 minutes long, about, about 12 and a half minutes long. I got a chance okay. to sit down with Akira Kwan, the fourth member of the Contra unit. This is the first interview he's given anybody. Uh, since joining Contra, and uh, you know what? The guy was cool. I I, I really, uh, you know, you're just going to have to tune in and see, all right, folks? We'll see you back in a few minutes. Hello, this is Miguel Cole from the Wrestling POV Podcast. Wrestling POV and Wrestling POV Global is affiliated with the Collar and Elbow brand. Go to CollarandElbowBrand.com and save yourself 10% by using promo code WPOV. Collar and Elbow has t-shirts, hoodies, sunglasses, and more. And the best part, you're helping out your local indie wrestlers. And you're helping out the best wrestling podcast of all, Wrestling POV and Wrestling POV Global. You don't want to miss out. So save yourself 10% by using promo code WPOV. Oh my goodness! What's up? This is Jeff Cobb. You're listening to WPOV Global. Hey fans, we're back. Ah, Elio? Yes, sir. Did you ha- did you get enough drink in you for this next little segment? I did. I'm all set. Because I know you love to look. I know you not only love to watch wrestling, but you like to listen too. So, folks, I have now a, well, it's about 12 and a half minute interview that I got to do with somebody. Now, this is exciting for me, and this is an exclusive Mm. for WPOV. We have the first interview with uh, the fourth member of the Contra unit, Akira Kwan. Wow. Now, I don't know if you saw, we saw the war games. We talked about it. Sorry, the war chamber. Yep. Now... I didn't know what to think of Akira Kwan because I only saw him interfere once before. This was his first real look-see at this match. Gotta tell you, I was really impressed by the way this guy moved, mm-hmm. his looks, everything different about this cat. Then we got a chance to talk to him. And for joining a scumbag group like Contra, <laughs> he's actually not that bad of a guy. I actually, It was one of those times, Elio, where I went in blind, right. don't really know this guy, mm-hmm. trying to fish out some questions. At the end of our 12 minutes, in my head, I was like, dude, I could sit and talk another hour with this guy about <laughs> wrestling and philosophy. And that I appreciate. So fans, we're going to go now to our interview with our good friend. Well, I couldn't say good friend because Contra, you know. <laughs> Anyways, the fourth member of Contra, Akira Kwan. Hey fans, welcome to a, a special edition here on Global. I got a chance to talk to the fourth member of Contra unit. I can't believe it. This guy, very different, very mysterious. Maybe not so mysterious after we finish this, but this guy is something else. First of all, I want to introduce Akira Kwan who we also know at other independent places as CCW, where he's known as Tristan Ty. Tristan, first of all, welcome to the show. Thank you, bro. It's good to be here, man. Thank you for having me. Well, you know what? Uh, uh, Before we get everything started, I got to say, I looked at that war chamber, and I was very much impressed. You had something that caught my eye. I mean, you're in there with the Von Erics. You're in there with, with all these different personalities, yet you also stood out too. So I'm very impressed with what I'm seeing. I got to know, first of all, how long you've been doing this, where you've been trained, and, and how did you get started? Uh, yeah, um, I'm, I'm from New York, man. I, uh, I trained out in Long Island, at, uh, for FTW under uh, Kona Capuccia. Um, that's my man, dude. Um, he told me everything. He showed me a lot about respect. He showed me a lot about the ins and outs of the business in terms of how to carry yourself um, within with, with bookers, with other wrestlers, with your belongings, with your merchandise. 
he told me a lot of things that I would have to find out on my on my own. And I was blessed enough to have him really take the time to to get to know me, form a friendship. And now, like you know, he's my Yoda. You know, if I have a question, I go to him. Uh, I've been doing this a little over two years now, so things have been moving crazy fast, and I'm you know I'm keeping up. So you know, I I think. You know what? Uh, it's it's been really exciting to see a, a new person come up like this. Like I said, uh, this interview, uh, we saw this, and and I was like, "Who is this guy?" And I mentioned it to Rick Serrano the third. He said, "You know what? I I met this guy. I know this guy." And he said, "Would you like to interview him?" And I said, "Man, I'd love to interview him." So he got us in touch. And uh, where where did you where did you meet Rick? By the way, that that's one question I didn't think to ask. Uh, just throughout the New York scene, man, like, he's friends with some of my, my boys, um, I wrestled for, uh, one of the promotions that, uh, that he works at, where he works at in New York, and, um, just cause it's not a lot of, you know, there's just a new crop of talent, you know, in New York, so, you know, we kind of just stick together and talk to each other, and we're seen around with each other a lot, so, you know, one thing just led to another, um, also, Leo, I'm the only one that looks like me on every card, so it's not hard to forget who I am, you know what I'm saying, so. <laughs> I guess, I guess. Now, your style, very interesting, um, very explosive and precise. Uh, what? How did you develop that style? Is that something you were taught? Is that something you developed yourself? Whereabouts did you get yeah, that? So, um, so, I, so I, I trained in a lot of disciplines. Um, I'm the second new black belt in Shaolin Kempo Karate. Um, I did some jiu-jitsu, uh, taekwondo, uh, did amateur wrestling, but um, I'm a street dude. Is really what it came down to. Um, as far as my style in that ring, like, any 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 issue, any any fight, any problem like that I ever had, you know, getting in trouble, whatever the case was, that's my mentality in that ring. And so, like you know, my aggression comes from that, but my skill set, my technique comes from my discipline. So I always, you know, like the the Tristan Tyler like character is me, you know, where you know I can three sixty, I you know I can three sixty kick your face if I wanted to, but at the same time I could also just spit and smack you in the face too, because that's how that's my attitude towards it. So uh, mixing the two is something that, you know, is very personal to me because that's, that's exactly how I fight there is probably how I fight the street. Wow. You know, it, it's, a, it's, a frightening, it's a frightening style. Like, uh, you really stood out in that match. You just came in there and it was just like a, a dart. You were just in there attacking and attacking. And I got to say, uh, I was wondering how the new guy, you know, the new guy coming into this, these established stars would carry himself. But I got to admit, I was very surprised. Very, very good stuff. Now, you've been wrestling in a few places. You know, I didn't ask you before, what other promotions have you have you worked for? I know CZW was one that came up. Yeah, um, so uh, I got some for CZW. I'm in a tag team with my boy. Um, it's going really well there. Um, I'm also, uh, I, I wrestled for, I've been blessed to wrestle for Drew Cordero Beyond Wrestling. And that's where um, a lot of, I learned so much there through, through, through that process. Um, working with guys like that on, on these types of cards and shows with that kind of talent. And the way that I'm talking, like, it's not crazy cocky. I'm just from New York. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm very, I'm, I'm, I'm humbled by every everything that's been happening to me because I have so much respect for these people because being in it and only for, you know, a little over two years, like, I feel it. And I, and I see what, what, what this type of business demands from you. So when I see people in here for 20 years, 10 years, 5 years, like, any, even the same amount of time as me, there's a respect there because there's only, you know, passion runs out. No, not, you know, passion never runs out. I'm sorry. Passion never runs out. You know, you could want something. You know, you could want people to, you know, come, you know, be, be a little famous on the weekend, you know, but eventually that runs out and all you've got left is passion to push you through these hard times of pain and the travel and, and no sleep. And, you know, I'm going to school too, you know what I'm saying? So, like, if 
have passion, you won't be able to get to where you're at. So at the levels that I've been able to um, to be at the platforms, the rosters, the locker rooms, I'm able to be a part of. Everybody in there has the same exact common passion. You know what I mean? And because of that, no matter what you like outside of wrestling, the fact that we all have that in common bonds, bonds these locker rooms and bonds these things to where you see, you know, someone can see me being a young kid, and they will come out and they'll talk to me. They'll ask me a question. They'll they'll give me a comment. They'll they'll they'll, they'll review my match with me because they can tell that passion. You can't you can't BS passion. You just can't. You know, because the real recognizes real. Like at the end of the day, and. You know, I'm blessed to be with, you know, with the Teddy Hart, the Lowkeys, you know, the Von Erics, you know what I mean, uh, uh, you know, Joe Samael, Fatu, you know, Court Bauer himself, like, these people who have been to the dance, the people who understand, like, what it takes to make it there and what it takes to stay there. And um, all I want to do is feed off their energy and then learn from their wisdom there. Well, that, that, that's, that's a very great attitude to have. Uh, now, you know, here's a question that I, I like to ask uh, people when they first start, too, especially younger guys. What did your family think when you told them this is what you wanted to do for a living? Were they very supportive? Were they very uh, skeptical? What were they? Well, I mean, like, here's how I look at it. So society in general is just an agreement that humans, that humans have to where this is how everyday life should be. We are surrounded. We wake up next to normal. We go to work. It's normal. We go to bed. It's, we are surrounded by normal 24-7, 365. And there's only a select few who, who see that from the outside and say, I don't want to be in this normal world. I want to do something abnormal. And I've always been like that. And they knew that. They knew I wasn't made to sit at a desk. They know I'm not made to work nine to five. I'm made to be an entertainer. I'm made to be a professional wrestler. And that's, that's just how I always believed. Whenever, the first time I ever saw it, I said, that's what, that, that, that's it. That's what I want to do. And of course, the reasons change over the years. First, you know, you want the fame, you want the girls, you want the money, you know what I'm saying? But then it becomes, when you're in it, you realize that it's so that you want it, to. It's like a lifelong achievement. You know, you're never done learning about wrestling. You're never you're never done honing your craft. You're never done building your respect and your name. And that's what I love about it. When there's a lifelong process to it, it's not it's not like it's not like how society is. Where you're born, you go to school, you go to work, you get married, you have kids, you die. That's 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 what you're expected to do. And I refuse to go down that road. I, I, you know, I'm here for a reason. And I believe that my purpose is in my hands, and my purpose to me is to be me, and that's and that is and that is to be in this in this profession. Wow, you know, you can always tell the guys who uh, who really have a respect and a dedication to the craft when they, when they they have like realistic goals and realistic settings and have a love for this sport. Obviously, talking to you, you really do have a love for this. Who who are your favorite wrestlers? Like, who are the guys that your idols are? Who are the guys you really look up to? I mean, I'm 24, so like the first, like the first person I ever saw, it was like it was 2003, and I saw John Cena just tearing dudes apart on the mic, and then you know going, you know, and then going out and just beating them up in the ring, you know, and like that time, you know, that caught my eye, you know, and I started watching that, but then you know, then I saw Eddie Guerrero for the first time, and then you know, like Randy Orton, you know, Triple H, because I was a WWE guy, like I never knew independence, I never knew anything else like that, because I was just a WWE fan, like cause WWE to me, like that's the NBA. You know, what I mean, I'm not watch. I'm not watching. I'm not watching a league in Turkey. I'm not watching a league in, in Spain. I'm watching. I'm watching the NBA. They're the, they're the best. I'm watching the NFL. I'm not watching. You know, I mean, uh, you know, if I, I don't like, you know, I watch baseball, but I'm not watching. You know, some minor league thing. I'm watching the MLB. I'm watching the top. So I never knew about the independence until I was a part of the independence, and then I realized that the best wrestlers in the world weren't just in WWE. They were scattered across the world. And then you see all these different styles. Then I see all oh, the low keys. 
You know what I mean? Then, then, then you see like the Kyle O'Reilly's and the Roderick Strong's, you know, um, you know, the, uh, the El Genericos, you know, the, 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 a lot of innovators that, that influenced me a lot now. And it kills me that I wasn't, that I wasn't deeper into the culture of wrestling when I, when I, when I decided I wanted to be one. But. Okay. Now, I'm going to, one of the things I want you to be able to do here is, is throw out all your, um, social media stuff so fans can, uh, can, you know, if, jump on the train get exposure you or even if they wanted to book you how would they go about doing that well they can um, you can hit me up on Instagram on Instagram uh, Tristan underscore Ty T-R-I-S-T-E-N underscore T-H-A-I um, I'm on Twitter um, I hate Twitter but I'm on Twitter uh, Akira Kwan and you can if you want to if you want to book them, you can DM me you can, you can hit, you hit me up an email uh, Tristan Ty bookings at gmail.com and you uh, are taking bookings, right? You know, I'm here, man. Like, are you taking bookings from exotic places? Um, yeah, man, I'd like to. Awesome. You know what I mean, like I said, like, I'm so, I'm so new to all this. You know what I mean? So, like, the bookings, all everything's happening so fast. I'm trying to, you know, get a grasp on all of it. You know what I mean? I'm not sweating, it, but mm-hmm. you know, they they find me, they hear about me. And there's a lot of people who haven't even heard about me yet. Not respectable. That's why the NLW crowd is so fresh. Because you know, if I go to New York, people know me. If I go to like. You know, if I go to like Philly, you know they know me, but they don't know me. You know, in in Mexico, when we're gonna go there on October fifth, you know what I mean? We're gonna yeah. be, you know, Chicago. They didn't know me. You know, we go down to Orlando. You know, they're not gonna know me. You know, but they're not gonna forget me either. Well, fam- well, fans, I gotta say, when you get to see this guy, you're you're gonna want to see him some more. Um, now, I know that uh, currently MLW is carried uh, like for people who don't have B in sports you can also watch it on uh, YouTube every Monday they release episodes I think around 5 or 6 Eastern time and uh, they have MLW Fusion how about CZW I don't really know I've never really been able to find it very much up in Canada how do people get a hold of that CZWstudios.com is where you would find the shows Um, as far as I know I think occasionally they might post certain things on YouTube but as far as I know, it's at CZWstudios.com. Excellent. Well, you know what? Uh, we're really excited. You, you know, this is you, you definitely have uh, something there. And I'm looking forward to seeing what Akira Kwan or Tristan Tai or whatever you're wrestling at this week is going to do because you're on the radar now, and I think a lot of fans are very interested in you. And I just got to say, good job in the War Chamber. That was a big exposure for you, and uh, we look forward to seeing you probably anywhere else we get a chance to. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. It's time to it's time to go back to work. You know what I mean? Sounds good. It never, it never stops, man. If you don't put the work, man, someone else right behind you is. So you gotta stay one step ahead of everybody all the time. Wow. Whew. That was a fun time, Elio. That now, was. I know what an interesting fella and uh you know what? He he's been a, a, a he hasn't been wrestling all that long mm-hmm. and uh he still wrestles in C Z W uh with as uh Tristan Ty and uh one thing I asked him about him, I said, you know what? The holy grail, the, the, the one thing that me and Elio are chasing down is we want to interview with Mance Warner. Oh, yeah. And he says to me, he says to me, Mance is a super cool dude. Super oh, cool yes. backstage. I would love that. I would so love that. So, Mance, if you somehow find out about this or somebody knows Mance, tell him, I want to interview Mance Warner. I tried to add him on Facebook. Uh, well, we live in Canada, so it's not like we can, like, you know, friendly stalk him so we're stuck up here so all we're gonna say is anyone who knows that can hook us up with mance anyone mance we got a lot of questions for the southern red the psycho southern redneck (laughs) and uh the man who has probably the most incredible finishing maneuver (laughs) pad goes up 
knee pad goes down. <laughs> Love it! I'm looking forward to also seeing a lot more from Akira Kwan. Um, you know what? Let's take a look at our shows this week. We got ML... Oh, no, we're not going to do MLW first. We're going to start off, actually, with uh, NXT UK. Okay. All right? All right. Now, the show itself, oh, man, it was okay. Yeah, it was just okay now, for me. I'm going to say it was okay. It was in the middle with a slight thumbs down because the main event sucked. Monkey. Oh, my oh. God. That was painful. You know what? I never heard of a British rounds match before. And then after last week, I was like, I, I don't think I want to see it at that match again. That was yeah. just terrible. I mean. I've never heard of it. What a, and I wish I had what a ridiculous concept. So like six three-minute rounds, 30-second breaks between each round. <laughs> You know, in the chef world, right, there's a concept called KISS. Have you ever heard of KISS? K-I-S-S. Keep it Keep simple, it simple stupid. stupid. Yep. This is wrestling. <laughs> you got you got ropes. You got a stage. You got a referee. Do we really need to be sending in a bunch of crap like this? You know, like, I, I think that match was designed purely to fill that bit of extra time they had. I think that that match was designed... To piss me <laughs> off, really. Because, seriously, this was horrible, fans. Sitting there, oh, three-minute breaks, 30 I seconds between. Another, I, I would have taken whoa, another, whoa. any other match. Or You know what? I would have even... I wouldn't have minded even seeing the hunt out there, or Gallus. <laughs> well, when you said matches, I started thinking of, like, specialty matches. I would rather have seen Buff Bagwell's mom... <laughs> On a freaking <laughs> pole match. Then this garbage again. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> That's, oh man. This was painful. Anyways, you know what? What was your highlight of the night? Highlight for uh, for you. Highlights of the time I see Rhea Ripley on my screen. Her matches are entertaining. Yeah, you know what? My highlight is definitely got to be... Okay, I know what you talked about. You you enjoyed the girl she fought. You said looked an awful lot like Paige. She did. If you, if you go back and uh, watch her like mannerisms when she walks out to the ring, yeah. and when she steps into the ring, she does the exact thing that Paige used to do. She looks like Paige's older, <laughs> not-so-pretty sister. Yeah, but okay. okay. I can see that. Yep. Uh, for me, the highlight did involve Rhea Ripley, but it wasn't the match, okay? For me, the highlight was her confrontation mm-hmm. with... With the idiotic duo of Ginny and Jazzy oh. Gabert, who I like to call Jizzy, the two of them together. I am so done with Jazzy Gabert. I, like, I'm, I, has she even wrestled any on the No, sh- she hasn't. Okay, no. see right there. And you know what? I don't even want to see her. Like, I'm just so done with it. Is... I don't know, man. I remember Jazzy back when the day when she was an alpha female, mm-hmm. back in the, you know, and she was a fierce. Uh, now you know what she looks like a fat boy with like like oh man she's just put on gross weight she doesn't really do anything she has that ridiculous superman cape that she comes up with <laughs> yep. this horrible haircut and she just looks like you know what it's not even that she looks fat elio she just looks like out of shape yeah i don't think she's wrestled because she probably just doesn't have the cardio to get in there she just looks terrible i, terrible. I still say jenny uh, is uh, better in a managerial capacity Yes, I'd rather... I could go the rest of our lives without seeing Ginny wrestle again. It, she's just terrible, too. Together, Team Jizzy sucks. <laughs> and I know, fill in your gross jokes there, but still, yuck. Um, the low light. The low light. And I, I think we both agree on this, because we've already bitched about it. Uh, the main event. Jeez. The whole concept of this British rounds garbage. 
is just stupid. And then, the, like, and then, then, then since Gallard, uh, like, is uh, crying at the end, he's whining, like, oh, he had, uh, oh, no, beat him. Like, no, you didn't. He was trying to get him that his shoulder down on the bat, and the bell rang. Yeah, and the best <laughs> is you would have tied him. You would have tied him had you, you know? got it. Not even a win. Like, ah. Uh. Okay, you know what? Uh, this is how stupid this concept is. Imagine you're a fan of boxing, okay? okay. Boxing's a pretty simple sport. Two guys get in the in the ring, you, you put up your gloves and you fight, sure. right? So then why don't we say, hey, okay, this is the way it works. Every three minutes, we'll stop and do sit-ups, and then we'll take a one-minute break, and we'll each Stay run up. around the lap. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, because we got to make it convoluted and stupid. We're going <laughs> to add in all this shots. other nonsense. Why? Why not? Well, that'll be in round seven. We'll do push-ups. <laughs> in round eight, we'll do jumping jacks. Like this is just so convoluted, dumb. Wrestling's wrestling. If you want more falls, you do an Iron Man match to see how many falls you get in an X amount of time, or you do a best two out of three, three out of five, four out of seven, five out of nine. I'm running out of numbers here. You get the point, folks. Yeah, 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 yeah. This British round stuff is just garbage. And and part of me, like part of me, I'm sure it's real. But there's this part of me. Did they make this crap up for this interview? Like for this segment? Well, because the, they're the, talking the, about other guys the, doing the, it. But... Because they had Nigel and uh, William Regal were talking about. Oh, they've been in British rounds matches. They were talking about it like it was an actual thing, which I don't even know if it really is or if they just made up rules as you know they went what? along. You know what? Normally, I would say we should get on the internet and investigate. But you know what? I don't give a shit. This is terrible <laughs> stuff. I don't care if it's real oh, or not. I, I don't want to um, know any more about it. I think I might have. I, I, I don't know. I haven't heard this guy just say it. Uh, I've only heard it once, but I might have a book entry with a freaking. Uh, first, it was Nigel. Then we had the other guy, Vic Joseph, used that <gasps> that word. He did too. That popped in my head too. Vic Joseph? <laughs> say it, Elio. Say you it, Vic Joseph. You just made a book. Oh. Why? Why is Nigel McGuinness's evil still spreading? I hate that guy. Jeez. I hate him. All right. Let's um let's take a look at MLW few. Well, first of all, we said we basically gave it a rating of like thumbs in the middle. I gave it thumbs in yeah, the middle to kind of slightly down. I'm going with thumbs in the middle to leaning towards thumbs down. Because yeah, this was not a very good show. No, I mean, I mean, we could have looked at other things within the show, but I mean, stuff like, I mean, Travis Banks, I don't know if I like him or not. Uh, some days I think he's okay. Some days I can't stand him. Um, and, he was uh, okay two, this in, week? In, two, in two weeks, how does uh, Tegan Knox already get a NXT UK Women's Championship match? That's going to have to take place in two weeks. No clue. No clue. <laughs> and right there, I mean, I've, I've said it myself. I'm not... This whole, I'm not sold with Tegan Knox. I mean, she fought a nobody in a super quick no, squash I, match, and I now she's in lo- that. I was looking forward to her debut, and then they give us that. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I don't mind if she went through a, like a couple months of squashing people. Mm-hmm. Okay, but to go in there and then squash somebody and then get a title shot terrible makes no sense. Makes yep. no sense. You know what? Let's let's go into MLW Fusion this week. MLW. Now there was only two matches. Uh, let, let's. What was it? First of all, what was your highlight of the night? No, no let's do low light. Let's go low, low light, light first. What was your Jordan low light? Jordan Oliver and Oliver Justice on my screen every week in the opening match. Yeah, they they for me. I I can't stand <laughs> these guys. Like, oh, they're just like little miniature men running and around Co- trying. Coco to... Brazil is so out of place in that group. I don't understand where he fits in. You know. Uh, 
They lost Rich Swan. So no, no, I, I know. I get that. I just, uh, I don't understand where he fits in. Like, because uh, everything, like Jordan Oliver, Myron Reed, and Cotto Brazil, and uh, there was there was no explanation to uh, how he became a heel. Yeah, well, they did kind of give an explanation. Oh, okay, though. all right. They said that because the officials, he felt that the officials turned a blind eye when Ricky. What was that guy's name? Martinez? Martinez. Yeah, but did he actually uh, say that in a, in a backstage? Yes. Oh, okay. I must have missed well, that one. Well, no, the, the, actually, he didn't say it. The announcers brought it up. Oh. See. How he he compl- he felt, the, the announcer said he felt that the, the officials and MLW uh, did not look out for him and let that allowed that to happen, him to almost get permanently blinded outside of a nightclub. But I never heard him Martinez. say it, so I want to hear him say it. <laughs> yeah, he didn't say it himself, but the, the announcer said that, and that's why he joined this group. They're terrible. Uh, uh, I get it. You know, I've seen lots of smaller guys who are tremendous wrestlers. In the end, if you watch Jordan Oliver, he's actually not a bad wrestler. Either of Myron Reed, they're pretty good, talented guys, mm-hmm. but they play such obnoxious douche. Uh, you can't stand you, them. I, I don't get the whole tape over their mouth thing. Well, do I have to explain this too? <laughs> the tape over the mouth is because they say that they are being forced silent by the MLW officials. That's why they keep beating up referees. And it's their way of saying that MLW is trying to shut them up. Okay. Well, all right. <laughs> yeah, okay. I didn't say it was going to make any sense here. Now, okay, what was your highlight? Of my that? highlight? Mance Warder. Oh, my gosh. He is hilarious. Mance was so funny this week. <laughs> yes. Great highlight. Uh, he talked about just getting out. Did you notice when they panned away and he was walking, he really was barefoot? <laughs> <laughs> he talked about how he'd been spent the, had Jimmy Havoc sent him to jail. And, uh, now he just got out and he was walking around barefoot with no clothes, with barely any no, money no, or wait, anything. Wait, is it just me or was uh, Jimmy Havoc talking, was saying something about how he's going to go after uh, man's mortar's blood or something? I don't know. Some of the crap. Yes. He was going to drink his soul or some <laughs> that is nonsense. Disgust. What's wrong with you? It's Jimmy Havoc. He's disgusting. That's why he's in our book. Um, yeah. Um, next week, I don't know how brutal this is going to get because as much as I hate death matches and as much as I love Mance Warner, um, I made the mistake of looking up some of Mance Warner's CCW work oh. and other promotions, and it's it's hardcore horrible. Oh, wow. We're talking the full thumbtacks, glass, barbed wire. Oh, okay. Uh, staple gun the full gun so mm-hmm. i'm not sure what we're gonna see next week i have a feeling we're gonna see one incredibly bloody match oh boy <laughs> should be interesting I, i'm telling you I'm, I'm telling you mlw is that box of chocolate that forrest gump was holding you never know what you're gonna get now my highlight of the night and it was sort of funny because we when i said it involves something you guessed right off the bat <laughs> gonna, yeah, you, you know me well Elliot. i know you well yes <laughs> the, the highlight of the night for me was during the main event when Teddy Hart was sort of pushed into the rope. The referee wasn't looking, and Aria, whatever her name is, decided to rake Teddy across the eyes with her fingers. Teddy proceeds to grab her fingers, throws them in her mouth, and starts biting his, <laughs> her fingers as hard as he can while she's screaming her head off. And I, I popped so hard for that, buddy. I laughed so damn hard. I was just like, man, that is such Teddy Hart. He can be, he does the douchiest crap, and yet you still love and find the guy hilarious. Anyone else biting a girl that's not cool, but for some reason that made me laugh so hard. Uh, great, this week's episode. Uh, I gotta say, I'm gonna give it a thumbs up. Okay, uh, despite as much as I hate 
uh, Injustice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Zenshi is cool, and I like watching this guy wrestle. Um, Matt Warner gave a tremendous interview. Oh, yes, and Selena uh, Lorenta was talking about the L.A. Park going after Jacob Fatu. Yeah, which is interesting. Boy, it, that's one thing about MLW. The heels go after the heels. The good guys go after and the good guys sometimes. No one cares in that company. They'll go after anyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, look at the Von Erichs. They were talking about they kind of wish their dream match would be against the Hart Foundation. Wow. You know? Yeah, I wouldn't like, mind seeing that one. Well, I think the Von Erichs need a little more time to gel before they take on the Hart Foundation. The Hart Foundation have been teaming for a long time. And the Von Erichs are okay, but they're not a great team. They're a good team, you know. Uh, I got to say, you know, the main event was pretty good, but the ending kind of sucked. I mean, it all boiled down to to Austin Aries jumping Teddy Hart in the middle of the match and giving him like a brain buster on the side of the... the, um, outside of the ring and it was it took out teddy and took out their chances for the belt uh really starting to even hate mjf and now i'm hating that holiday guy more man they're a oh you know what that, that, that lifestyle some richard Dennis was ridiculous richard holiday it's 6 a.m yeah. in the gym yeah and, and, and what is he really doing he's tanning <laughs> <laughs> with those stupid blue goggles maybe they should go in the bar. Uh, you want those goggles. <laughs> you know you do. <laughs> no, I want Fantastimals glasses. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did, and, what, and a quick side, wasn't it weird seeing Garingo Loco dressed normally when he ran in to save uh, Zenshi? Yeah, wow. <laughs> that was... Never it seen was kind of odd to never, see him dressed like a normal guy. Well, one thing I laughed about the most, though, is he comes in and he, he gets up Zenshi. You got maybe one or two hits, right? Mm-hmm. But the poor referee has been murdered in the corner. Nobody even goes and checks on him. <laughs> they Referees get no love. Yeah, they get no love, those fuckers. <laughs> I wonder if Anyhow. should they be crying injustice? I don't know. Oh, yeah, maybe the referees need to start wearing... Uh, nah. Anyhow. So, yeah. Um, so, let's take a look at our giving out our rating numbers for this week, okay? All right. For the win, for two points... And by the sounds of it, both of us, I'm going to have to say MLW gets the two points this week. Yes, I've got That's going to award one point to NXT UK, zero points to ROH, and they haven't even started, but they got to start somewhere. We're going to give zero points to AEW this week. So, so NXT UK is second, uh, MLW is first. Okay, so read out our standings as of this week. Okay, so... Including the new points. As of this week, we have NXT UK with... Uh, one point. No, read it from the top, though. Read it from the top. Who's the w- number one pl- winner right now? Right now, the number one winner is MLW with third. With how many points? With um, we just gave them two points, so they are they are at fifteen. Fifteen. Who's in second place? In second place, it is NXT UK with eleven. Eleven. And third place, ROH still has five. Five. And how many does AEW have? Zero. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was that was just being me all trickster and stuff. <laughs> well you know what folks um i'm in a really good mood so i'm gonna do something i don't usually do i'm gonna try and be very calm and we're gonna go open the book and i'm gonna try not to lose my crap and we're gonna i'm going to calmly this week without getting mad i'm gonna do my best not to lose my temper and explain why these people are in the book so elio please open the book of shame and read us what kind of losers are dwelling in there all right so let's take a look at the Book of Shame. Our first entry is Ace Austin. With my, Ace Austin. Times one. Times one. Now, Ace Austin. Uh, here is the form of a guy who, he does have some talent. He does have some interesting moves. He has uh, 
he could be something. Mm-hmm. But he also has a, well, let's say a trunk load of crap. Okay. He's also involved he comes, in some stupid storyline uh, on Impact uh, with uh, Eddie Edwards, his wife. Yeah, I love how he, he promises he's going to screw Eddie Edwards' wife. That's classy. <laughs> okay. Um, the guy comes in. He does a stupid card trick. Oh, his name is Ace, so he has to throw a, a playing card Ace in the crowd. And then he has this magician stick like a 12-year-old would use. It's just cheesy crap that looks so indie, so low bucket barrel. It, it's It's sad. I feel very sad for you, Ace Austin. And that's why you're a loser, and that's why you're in the book. I'm not even getting mad. Next. Next, we have the Dark Order. The Dark Order. Oh, my goodness. Um, you ever see, like, a just a grossly... A guy who just does not look like he's any kind of serious competitor? That's Evil Uno. <laughs> this this group is, is terrible. Um, they used to be the Super Smash Brothers. I guess they had some success. I've never seen them fight. I've seen some results of them. Uh, I'm surprised they were never sued by Nintendo. Yeah. Um, but uh, Dark Order, it's just schlock. This is the the... the this is AEW trying to elevate a lower level team. It's not going to work. It's garbage. And, Jim, That's why and our next one is Jimmy Havoc, who wants to drink a Van Mance Warner's soul or whatever the hell he's going on about. Now, Jimmy Havoc is the a great example of people who just aren't talented enough to be wrestlers. So instead, they have to do stupid things where they take glass and tax and, and all this hardcore garbage. They have to bleed for money. And... Uh, in this day and age full of hepatitis and full of all sorts of crap going on, if this is the kind of life you choose to leave, you're a loser and you deserve to be in this book. If you can't do anything more than hardcore wrestling, then don't wrestle. You're not a wrestler. You're just some idiot who gets paid to get hit. That's why you're in the book. And next next, next we have Kenny King, which, uh, well, we haven't, we're not coming out each anymore, so uh, I don't know. Well, let's face it. Even if we are or aren't, Kenny King's probably always going to be in there. I mean... The guy is boring as crap. I mean, I think I'd rather watch the commercials for any, for ROH than actually watch an, a Kenny King match. He has no charisma. Mm-hmm. He has no nothing interesting about him. How, how does it? How does he even get paid? Who who pays him? Uh, oh wait, I I just thought of something. You know, yeah. if he ever left ROH and ended up in AEW, we'd still be seeing him. So yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Our next one is Madman Fulton. Ah, Madman Fulton. (laughs) A guy that the WWE saw no potential in and let him go. So Impact picks him up (laughs) because he's really big. Uh, Because he's from Ohio and knows the rest of the losers from OBE, (laughs) they take him in. Um, I've seen this guy now honestly fight at least six or seven matches. And he's terrible, man. He He does not have any talent. He's green as the boogers hiding in your nose. He's, oh, he's oh, terrible. what's going on? <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying not to lose my temper. But uh, yeah, Madman Fulton is just, just not good. He's he's not as bad as L.A. Gante, but he might as well be. <laughs> then, then we have Casey Lennox. So. Casey Lennox. You know, sometimes you you meet people in this world who are like super attractive, and then they open their mouth and they... There's nothing there. That's Casey, man. I mean, she's on MLW sometimes because obviously she's pretty. She appeals to. Uh, yeah, but don't you think you're going? To, but TJ, don't you think you're going a little too far? I'm going too far. <laughs> How do you figure? Is that what Casey would have said? Is that what she said on an episode of uh, MLW? Oh, you're quoting her. <laughs> My goodness, Elio, you are quoting an idiot. Are you sure you want to be doing this? <laughs> 
Uh, dude, she has no talent, and obviously, I don't know. Maybe she fools around with the producer, and that's how she got the job. I have yeah, no. She's, obviously, she no. Did she's just terrible. Oh my goodness! When, she's the, when I heard her interview, oh, it's a, she makes you embarrassed <laughs> that you're watching wrestling. So that's why she's in the book. Then we have the Chris brothers. Oh, <laughs> uh, we are. I went over OVE already. They're just talent. Yeah, they are. Yep. Trailer park losers. You know what? They're, they're I don't know, but the. Hunt, I, I gotta say, from like the past, the last few times I've seen them. I gotta say, the Hunts, I think we're gonna have to take them out of the book, buddy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to like uh, change my uh, view on them. Yeah, so, so am I. I think we should take them out of the book. They're out of the book. I agree. All right, the Hunt, you are out. And the final entry is the WPOV crew. <laughs> you know, I have been continuing this feud with the WPOV crew for a while. I did maybe exaggerate a tiny bit about the extent of which they were stalking me, as per se. Um, but you know what? Yeah, if you listen to their um, show, they wouldn't stalking you. If any, if they would stalk anyone, they would be stalking me. They said so. Well, th- isn't that what a stalker would say? <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, I mean that makes them look even guiltier. But I am going to, be, I am going to be the bigger man here, the better man, the real man. And I'm going to let them off the hook. We're going to take them out of the book. Wait a minute. I'm going to turn a blind eye. The real man. Okay. And next time. You're the real man. I'm the time, gentleman. All right. You're the gentleman. I'll be the real man this week. <laughs> the next time. The next time Tony sends me a picture and I'm looking at a shriveled uh, stick and I'm wondering, what is that? I'm not going to look. I'm not going to open up any more pictures that Tony sends me. I will be the better man here. All right. So the BPOV crew <laughs> is out of the book. This week they're out of the book. <laughs> and that is our... Uh, Book of Shame for that, the week. That is the Book of Shame. You know, we did add some. Didn't we add somebody in earlier in the show? We did. Uh, yeah, we did. We uh, entered uh, one new entry. We entered Vic Joseph. Vic Joseph. I almost want to. You know what? No, there is one more entry we should throw in there. Too. Oh, what's that? We are going to throw British round style wrestling. Oh, oh my yes, <laughs> the stupidest concept I have ever heard of. Okay, are you ready? So, British round style, style wrestling. You just made the book. That's right, jerk offs. I guess they're not really people. <laughs> <laughs> that concept sucks. All right, you know what, folks? Uh, we've had a really fun time here. Uh, we've been talking some wrestling, talking some nonsense. You want some more wrestling and nonsense? Check out the guys at WPOV Wrestling. They do their shows on Saturdays. Yep. We usually we'll be moving our show after this episode. You'll be able to catch us on Thursdays, but. Okay, are we ready for this? Just like the new fall, ready, just like the new fall lineup, we're moving to a new night. We're moving to a new night. Now, you know what? If you want to check us out and check out the guys at WPO Wrestling, you can you download us at, at it- Stitcher. Yep. iTunes. Yes. No, iHeartRadio, uh, Spotify, and Podbean. Podbean. Yeah. So check them out, man. They're worth. They're they're fun guys too. You know, we we talk a lot of crap talk between us all, but. We're all big fans of wrestling. We all support each other. Check them out. Have a good laugh. Listen to them. Learn to hate the puppet. That's all I can say. Learn to hate the puppet. Um, He's not that bad. Come on. He's he's entertaining. Just because you're my puppet, Elio, doesn't mean you should stick up for other puppets. (laughs) TJ Logan. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. Fair enough, fair enough. Folks, we want to thank you for tuning in this week. We know that... uh, this show goes all across the world. 
we 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 love all we love to hear from you fans. You know, we got you guys coming in from uh from all across North America, Europe, Asia. We got you down in uh, New Zealand and Australia. Uh, I do believe we still have a nice contingency from Russia. I want to say hi to all my Russian friends. And uh, you know what, folks? We love you. Write into us. You can write in on Facebook at WPOV Wrestling. We want to hear from you. Anyways, have yourselves a great night. Elio, say goodnight to the fine people. Hold on. Uh, it's a Wrestling POV Podcast on Facebook. Wrestling POV1 on Instagram. Wrestling POV on Twitter. Woo! Man, we have a Twitter? Huh. Who would have known? All right. Anyways, folks, you have yourselves a great night. Elio, now say goodbye to the good people. All right, listeners, we will talk to you all next week. Wow.